Previously on Myth Tarot Love, we examined the Ten of Swords and the Battle of Teutoburg. Today's show will focus on the Page of Swords and Spies from the Iliad. Myth and Tarot Where do the ideas go? Let's talk about stories, swords, and symbols, and all of the above. Myth, Tarot, Love Welcome to Myth, Tarot, Love, a show about ancient stories and new age wisdom. I'm Biddy, your expert in classics. And I'm Rose, your resident tarot practitioner. Welcome back, everybody. Hi. Yeah, we're finally into the court cards Ooh. for the swords. I find them fun. I don't know. I like the court cards. I like the court cards, too. It's where we get to talk about... I'm just going to put that, that ukulele down. Uh, it's where we get to talk about uh, like the people mm-hmm. of the tarot and the not just any kind of people, but like four different archetypes um, that are represented by each suit, mm-hmm. right? And that's really one of the things you got to keep in mind is that the suit um, has I- certain ideals and pitfalls, and it's the tarot talks about how people can personify those particular ideals and pitfalls depending on what kind of position they're in. I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, we like to do this fun little thing mm-hmm. where we associate each card with a personality type from the Meyer Briggs uh, 16 personalities. Mm-hmm. That was that was something that we discovered way back with the Page of Cor- uh, Cups when we were putting Just that. Just starting there, yeah. yeah. Which was good that we realized it right <laughs> before. <at> the beginning. <laughs> and not yeah. partway through. Yeah, we were putting that together, and um, personally, like... I have this this big passion for uh, the Meyer Briggs personality types, because um, I find them really fascinating. And then it, suddenly there was this realization: it's like, wait, there's 16 personality types, and there's 16 court cards, which are literally the people of the tarot. Mm-hmm. And I thought that, and then I started making all these correlations and noticing that hey, the archetypes of the tarot actually match the personality types pretty darn closely. Yeah, very close. (laughs) Yeah, so today we're talking about the Page of Swords, Mm -hmm. and the Page of Swords uh, matches the personality type of ISTP, which is introverted, sensing, thinking, and perceiving. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. First, let's just talk about the Page of Swords. Sounds good, yeah. Okay. So, uh, we have a youth, (laughs) a young youth, um, who is the center of this card. Um, You're able to see his whole body. And he is, um, I'm going to call him a he, but he has kind of a, a, you know, somewhat feminine features as well. Mm -hmm. And a ponytail. He's got a ponytail, yeah. But, so it could be, it could be a man or, or a woman. It's, What's really important, though, is that um, they are rather youthful, mm-hmm. um, and there's this is very dominant in the part of the meaning of the Page of Swords is that there's very much this youthful quality about him, um, and so in the Swords, let's remember that the there is this ideal of truth, honesty, and justice as well as logic. So all matters of the mind, and when you enter. When you combine that with the youthfulness of a page, what you get is that youthful honesty, mm-hmm. right? Um, the where where there's really no fear. <laughs> like think about kids. How sometimes kids will just say something that might not might be you brutal know brutal honesty. Brutal honesty, right? But 
to them, they don't mean any harm by it, mm-hmm. right? There's there's really no harm that's meant by it. They're just speaking from the heart, right? They're, they're, they're saying what's important to them. They're saying what comes to mind, and they speak it plainly and clearly, mm-hmm. right? And uh, that's very much taken in with the Page of Swords as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Page of Swords, although sometimes the Page of Swords might know that they're speaking perhaps uh, when others would be too afraid to speak, um, and... In this case, the Page of Swords very much is uh, showing this bravery in saying what needs to be said, right? Um, okay, so let's describe uh, the Page of Swords even more. So the Page of Swords is standing, looking towards the left of the card, and the hair is blowing in the wind. So what this is telling us is that the, the Page of Swords is very much facing the wind, um, and you can kind of tell that this is where the direction of where the wind is going as well because of how the clouds are all kind of bunched yeah. up towards the right of the card. And uh, also at the feet of the page, there are some trees in the distance which look like they're blowing rather mm-hmm. hard. Uh-huh. Uh, so the Page of Swords is, is standing on top of some sort of hillside, uh, and it looks kind of like... it. What's kind of interesting about this is he's holding this sword um, in a somewhat defensive manner, but it also kind of looks like he doesn't really know what a sword stance is. Like, mm, he, yeah. it looks kind of like he's pretending how to stand with a sword. Like, he's perhaps not really um, adept with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe has has seen others with swords and is kind of mimicking them instead of someone who's an actual seasoned fighter. Yeah, like he hasn't been trained yet how to use it properly. Exactly. But he's got all this heart. <laughs> he's got lots of heart and uh, is staring uh, into the direction of the wind. I also think it's interesting that the wind is coming from the left, mm-hmm. coming from the past, right? Because I often associate the left of a card with the past and the right of the card with the future and is somewhat blinded by the future, mm-hmm. right? And this is another case of uh, qualities of youth, right? You tend to very much look at what has been and sometimes are a little bit ignorant to what what will be in the future, what's coming. Uh, however, the, the sword is still on the right-hand side, and the way the pages is holding it, it looks kind of like they're defending themselves right. for the future as well. Um, all right, the clouds are all really big and fluffy, and it looks like it's a nice day, but that they might be kind of gathering in what perhaps will be a storm later that night or the next day, if you know about how clouds work. <laughs> <laughs> big fluffy clouds tend to turn into storms, yeah. right? Uh, They're called cumulonimbus clouds. Good times. Uh, suddenly, myth chair love turned into science. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm surprised it hasn't sooner. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, okay, yeah. So, uh, Page of Swords. We mentioned a few of of, of their qualities. Um, I often like to think of pages as uh, students, in in a way. So they're they're learning to do something, right? And we kind of talked about that already with the youthfulness of the Page of Swords. Uh, so when the Page of Swords shows up, it tends to represent someone who prefers to learn by making their own mistakes <laughs> mm. instead of following uh, instructions. They tend to like to do things um, their own way, right? Uh, there's definitely a lot of truth and bravery and honesty involved in it. Uh, and all of the court cards uh, in this suit, all of the court sword cards, believe that action speaks louder than words. 
Um, however, the Page of Swords is the most is the one who's most likely to use words in order to uh, improve his standing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about the ISTP personality type. Oh, I had it on my on my desktop right here. One second. <laughs> yeah. So. So the so when yeah. it comes up then in a reading, it's basically saying that it's the time or that you are like truthful and honest or. Yeah. So um, it would be. It depends on its position, right? So if this shows up as a as the, representing the person that you're doing a reading for, then yeah, I would definitely say this is representing someone who's very honest, um, someone who's very brave and. Uh, perhaps doesn't necessarily know the repercussions of their actions um, or does and is willing to do them anyways. Okay. Right? Um, someone who's kind of not, doesn't really care necessarily about what their actions in the moment might lead to in the future because what matters in the moment is being true to themselves and uh, being honest as well, like being true to their heart, if okay. you will. Um, the Page of Swords definitely has a balance of heart and mind, but is way more interested in the mind, right? So they are honest and true to themselves, but more than that, they're also very curious individuals. They're, okay. they're very much, um, like, once again, the Swords is very logical, very mind-oriented, mm -hmm. right? So similarly, the Page of Swords is always wanting to learn something new, always very curious and wanting to... Um, expand their mind and perhaps uh, overcome any obstacles through the mind rather than perhaps uh, only the bronze. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, so uh, the ISTP personality type I think has a lot in common with the Page of Swords. Um, first of all, because of their sense of justice. Uh, so ISTPs have very much the sense of like right and wrong. Um, and do unto others as others would have would do unto them. Although, for most personalities, what this means is that uh, you will, you know, be really careful around other people and maybe not want to step on their toes so you don't get your own toes stepped on. But when it comes to the ISTP, they're actually rather permissive and uh, will be like, will say, well, I can put up with such and such, therefore I should be able to do such and such to others. <laughs> so it's kind of like it, it, they, they use the do unto others, um, you know, rule, of the golden rule, um, as kind of a permission to push people's boundaries <laughs> a little bit more. They uh, always love a challenge, for sure. Uh, they're very creative types. Um, I'm just going to list off some of their strengths and weaknesses. They are optimistic and energetic. They are creative and practical. Practical is a very, I would definitely like to um, highlight that there's, they're very practical people. Like they care a lot about logic and what is possible. And even though they might be a little bit spontaneous. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're very spontaneous, but also rational. And that is something that's kind of Almost, like some people have difficulty wrapping their heads around this idea that wait you're both spontaneous and a rational thinker and ISDPs are those special type of people that know how to combine both into uh, their life lessons <laughs> if you will yeah um, they know how to prioritize sometimes uh, these are your friends who will 
show up at the very last minute uh, because you told them it was at a certain time and they'll show up exactly at that time um, because or if you told them it doesn't really matter they'll show up as late as they want to <laughs> um, they're great in a crisis uh, because they are so flexible and also so practical they're really good at being able to handle being under pressure um, and that's probably where they shine the most uh, and they're also very relaxed people very chill despite being spontaneous. They tend to kind of seek, thrill-seeking type of experiences. Um, they can also, as their weaknesses, they can be very stubborn. Uh, they are a little bit insensitive, uh, perhaps because of that. All, all the types that are more thinking than feeling tend to value truth. Um, and I'm gonna say they, they value um, they value the optimization of resources over perhaps hurt feelings, right? So that does create a little bit of insensitivity. Um, the ISTP are introverted and they can be very re reserved and private. They like their, they like their alone time. Um, they're easily bored, very curious and wanting to often go out and do things. They hate, um, they hate when their job gets to be too uh, common or the same old every day. Uh, they also tend to dislike commitment, much to uh, the disadvantage of their partners. <laughs> and they sometimes uh, partake in risky behavior since they are so bored. This is actually the personality type of James Bond and, <laughs> like, and Indiana Jones <laughs> and like some of those interesting uh, characters that are portrayed in uh, movies so often. <laughs> the MacGyvers as well, like we can't deny that the ISTPs are very creative and uh, they're they're kind of like tinkerers, right? Mm -hmm. They know how to see systems and figure out how to put them all together. Um, so a lot of these traits are very similar to the Page of Swords. Um, the Page of Swords very much has that sense, that energy about them that's kind of similar with the ISTP personality. Um, the Page of Swords also stands by themselves in this card, right? The the Page of Swords is, is facing challenges by themselves and is very much a, a soul. Like they, they like to pursue things by themselves and um, forsake perhaps the opinions and uh, advice of others. <laughs> um, yeah, so they, they have a lot of that energy and often, sometimes when the Page of Swords shows up um, in a reading as a conclusion, it means act quickly. It can actually just be translated as now is the time to act, act swiftly, spontaneously, right? Um, you know what to do. You got to just go after it and not think twice about it. Mm. Yeah. So cool. today we're going to be talking about other kinds of spies other than James Bond. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Perhaps um, uh, older spies. <laughs> a, bit, a bit older. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I came, um, so there's a couple stories that I want to talk about today and I know for the court cards I typically like to look at one person um, but I don't know I found a couple that really worked and it's within the same genre, genre <laughs> and the same kind of story of the Trojan War so I'm like ah oh, whatever I'm going with it yeah because <laughs> the and because the um, especially the page they can be an event too right not Definitely. just a person can, so that's my justification. No, yes. Uh, court cards can be uh, places, people, or events. Mm -hmm. um, 
it's just often they do represent qualities of a person. Right. Uh, but they can also uh, very much be events. I'm going to talk a lot more about that next week with the Knight of Swords. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I have, I guess, a bit of a mix. So the first person I'm going to talk about is Dolan. Um, so he was a warrior who fought for Troy in the Trojan War. Um, so Dolan uh, volunteered to spy on the Greek ships to see whether or not the Greeks were still guarding them. Mm-hmm. So, again, spy mission here. Um, Hector, the Trojan prince and commander of the army, offered Dolon the horses and bronze chariot of Achilles as his prize at the end of the war for, for doing this act for him. Um, Dolon was worried that he was being tricked, and so he made Hector swear to fulfill the promised reward. Okay. You have to do it. Yeah. Um, so Dolan left wearing a wolf skin and a weasel cat skin cap so that he could blend into his surroundings and walk on all fours in order to trick the Greeks. <laughs> that was kind of nifty there. Um, but by chance, Odysseus and Diomedes, who were Greek warriors, were also out on a scouting mission that same night and they spotted Dolan um, while they were on a secret raid to plunder the Trojans. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. So, double spies here. Double so uh, spies encountering <laughs> each other. Yep. <laughs> so, the Greek warriors saw Dolon coming and hid themselves in the bodies of the dead so that Dolon could not see them. So, um, Diomedes then chased Dolon down and he begged for his life, telling the two warriors that he was worth a valuable ransom since his father was very wealthy. Odysseus said that he would not kill Dolon if he told him, them why he was spying on the Greeks, and Dolan completely spilled the beans and told Odysseus everything he needed to know, um, including his potential prize that he was going to be given by Achilles. Um, But apparently Dolan was being tricked by Hector because only Achilles could control the horses, and Odysseus told him this. So feeling betrayed, Dolan informed Odysseus and Diomedes which Trojan allies were living, in which tents, and what their strengths were. After this, Dolan was unfortunately decapitated by Diomedes before he um, and Odysseus went to the Trojan camp to wreak havoc. Um, So all that honesty for nothing. For nothing. Got him nothing. Still got him killed. And so they went into the camp. They um, slayed Ritheus, who is the king of Thrace. He stole his valuable horses and killed almost everyone else there. Wow. Yeah. So for them, this was... <laughs> this was a great victory. <laughs> great victory. Great, you know, yeah, falling upon or noticing him and got a lot of good information. And yeah, what are the chances? <laughs> it's an interesting spot. I think oh, I should double check. I think it's book 10 of the Iliad, but it's a very interesting kind of out of place sort of book. This kind of... Story out of nowhere. Yeah, this outing with Odysseus and Diomedes. Like, they're just going to... They happen, to, they happen to both be sneaking around this mm-hmm. area at the same time. Yeah, which is kind of interesting. Um, but it could be because of the second story um, that I'm going to talk about, which isn't in the Iliad itself. Um, this is one of the later events of the Trojan War, or actually like the fall of it, of Troy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also has to do with Odysseus and Diomedes. So I think that could be why that story was placed within there. So the second story um, is that Odysseus and Diomedes, again, takes place at the end of the Trojan War when they snuck into Troy in disguise and stole the Palladium, which was an image of Athena that protected the city as long as it remained in there. 
Um, so even though they did this, Troy still didn't fall. Um, so this is when they devised an elaborate scheme of deception, the Trojan horse. Oh. Yeah. So a great wooden horse. We've was, all heard about the Trojan we've horse. We've all heard about it. So I mean, here there's like is a whole condom brand named after which it. Which is ridiculous <laughs> if you think about it. Like, that's like the opposite. It, do, it not, is kind of like the opposite. Do you know what I mean? I mean? You don't want, like, you... Something coming into coming your city and, just, and then like, coming out. out. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's like... the opposite of what it's, it's for. It's a terrible name it for a condom, actually. It is actually a very actually. bad name. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's it's a great name for accidental pregnancies. <laughs> yes. For that, it is good. But I don't think that's what that brand well, wants to be the, advertising. Yeah. Just name your accidents the fall of Troy. <laughs> yeah. Anywho. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah. so a great wooden horse was built, and the mightiest of the Greek warriors hid in the belly of the horse as it stood on the beach, while the rest of the army sailed away as if they were going home, when really they just withdrew behind a nearby island. So the Trojans found the horse at the beach, and they didn't really know what to make of it until they found the, su- the supposed deserter Sion. It was another figure, kind of like the Page of Swords. So mm-hmm. they brought Sion into... So Sion. He, was pre- he was pretending to be a deserter. He was pretending to be a deserter, but really he was working for... He was still with the Greeks. Yeah. Um, so they brought him into the city, and the story that he told the Trojans um, was that he stayed behind to escape the Greeks because he was afraid that they would kill him just like they did his chief. Mm-hmm. Um He said that the horse had been built as an offering to Athena to atone for the theft of the Palladium um, and and that it was built so large to prevent the the Trojans from taking it into the city because if it entered Troy, um, excuse me, it would give them the same protective power that the Palladium had had. So (laughs) they're like, oh, it's so big, so you don't take it inside. We don't want you to bring it in. So that's why he kind of... Yeah, so he's like more of like an ambassador there. Yeah. Yeah, kind of the reverse psychology. (laughs) Don't take this in. It's definitely an example of uh, winning with your words. (laughs) Definitely, and your wit, for sure. Yeah, winning with your wit and your words. Mm -hmm. Um, So most of the Trojans were convinced convinced of this, um, except Laocon, um, who was a priest of Poseidon, who warned them to be aware of this trick. Um, but just as Laocon said this, two great serpents swam in from the sea, took him and his two sons, and killed them. Wait, what? Yeah, so... How did that happen? Like, was that some sort of godly intervention? Yeah. yeah. Yes, it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was exactly that. It was a godly intervention. So the Trojans were convinced that the gods had punished Laocon for his bad counsel, and like that's why they thought, okay, he oh, died. Because they still thought the gods were on their side at this point. And some were. Yeah. Yes, they just thought, oh, yeah, they were mad at him because this wasn't what they were trying to say or whatever it was. So yeah. they're like, it's okay that he died. Um, and then they decided to drag the horse into the city, knocking down part of the wall to do so. In reality, though, the serpents were sent by Poseidon. Yeah. Um, but he, because he was on the side of the Greeks and was intent on just Troy's destruction, so they wanted, yeah, Poseidon wanted them to fall and to fail. So that's why... He killed him to be like, shut up, kind of thing. (laughs) You think that, like, with the wall coming down, like, that would have been also part of the, 
like a good hint, like, hey, maybe we shouldn't be destroying our our, our fortification, our city's defenses, in yeah. order to take in this yeah. thing. Like, Everyone else is like, oh no, no, it's fine, it's fine, everything's good. Um, except <laughs> <laughs> everything's good. We want this. We want we this. Really this want is this. totally fine. Nothing that's bad funny. can happen. I, that's totally different than what I thought the Trojan horse was. For some reason, I thought it was like a sign that said this was a gift for them. Like, I thought the... Tr- I think that's what it said in the movie, Troy. Okay, so maybe that's why <laughs> So I'm that thinking. could be why. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But really, they were deceived by Zion. They were deceived, yes. Um, Cassandra also warned them of this trick. I think we've talked about Cassandra before. She's a Trojan pr- princess yeah. um, who was Poor a little girl. cray-cray. Well... <laughs> She she could see the future, but no one believed anything she said. Exactly. Yeah. So even though she's told them, they completely disregarded her. Um, so this is basically the end. I know how that feels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we've all we've all been a Cassandra at some point. Yes, that's true. That is true. I told you so. It's like, why don't you listen? Uh, <laughs> Um, so when night fell, um, obviously the horse is now inside Troy, the men descended from the horse and the fleet was called back by a signal again with the wall being destroyed, easy for everyone to get in and the slaughter ensued. Oh geez. And there, and down goes Troy. And down goes Troy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And this is why we don't want giant wooden horses in our cities. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But if it wasn't for Scion... Sign on, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I don't know. Like, yeah, they probably would have just left it out. Yeah. These are really great examples of the Page of Swords, actually. Oh, good. Like, both, of, <laughs> both of them have two characters, I think, that really speak to the Page of Swords. One of them, mm-hmm. through his honesty, right? And yeah. even though, like, he was he was going on this mission, and, and then he, you know, he got caught, mm-hmm. and he was... You know, he just, you know, told them everything, was very honest and truthful, and realized he was actually betrayed by the person who hired him. And unfortunately, that didn't work out for him. No. Right? And that's sometimes what happens with the Page of Swords. Sometimes the Page of Swords, um, like, own virtues are are also the Page of Swords' downfall. Mm -hmm. And I would say that's probably one of the the most uh, risky things about the Page of Swords showing up is sometimes um, it can mean that... Like, if this is showing up as a as a obstacle in your reading, it could mean that actions that you're taking right now, uh, you know... Are going to be detrimental are to Are detrimental, you. and the mm. thing is, you can't even see it because it's so, like, it's so part of who you are, right? You're like, oh, yeah. I believe in honesty and truth and justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are really great qualities, but those can also lead to your downfall. Yeah. And that's, that's a great example of that. Um, and then in the second one, you have uh, this character, Scion, who um, who was tasked with deceiving the Trojans into receiving the Trojan horse. Um, and in this case, he was able to overcome overcome the challenge by uh, by using his wit mm-hmm. and, and exactly. his words, which is very much like the Page of Swords, who tends to like to uh, rely more on what they're good at, which is using the words and... And not necessarily always honesty. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> not necessarily yeah. honesty, but um, something that's, they say the best way to lie is to, uh, you know, give enough truth, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. To, to say something close to the truth or, or something like along yeah, those lines. exactly. I'm probably ruining that, that quote. It wasn't <laughs> it, one of the ones like I wrote down as a certain percentage, I think. <laughs> or not percentage, but yeah, like so much truth, so much 
lie. You don't know, yeah, not necessarily giving too much away. Exactly. Yeah, so that it. how are we doing on time? Yeah, we are there. We're good. Oh, okay, good. Yes, so that was our Page of Swords episode. Mm. So if the Page of Swords is showing up for you, um, now is the time to act, unless it's showing up as a, a obstacle. obstacle, then you might want to rethink what you're going to do. Yeah. But chances are, if you're the Page of Swords, it doesn't really matter what the tarot is going to tell you anyways, you're going to do it. <laughs> Uh, they because the page of swords loves learning by doing. Um, they well they say that the uh, the fool's way to learn is by uh, learning by your own mistakes, right? However, for the page of swords, they very much believe that experience is the best way. Mm. That nothing beats experience. In fact, um, very good. Yeah. Like so pages of swords, uh, good luck to all of you, and also a reminder that um, if. When we relate a court card to a personality type like the ISTP in this case, um, that doesn't necessarily mean that all ISTPs are always going to be pages of swords, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, so just a reminder that court cards can really be any person. Yeah. Human beings are complex creatures, and you can be the page of swords and a bunch of other court cards all at the same time, depending on how you've asked your question. Um, it really just is a matter of how the cards are trying to communicate their message to to you. Right. Right. Uh, yes. So, if how can we? How can our listeners contact us? Well, they can contact <laughs> us um, through email, mythtarolove at gmail .com, Instagram, Facebook, same at mythtarolove. Um, where else are we? We're on Patreon. Again. Patreon.com slash love. You can become a supporter. Um, we put out our um, episodes a few days early, especially for, for Patreon, Patreon subscribers, subscribers um, when we do it early. We also give you <laughs> shout-outs and uh, infinite love. All the love. All the love. All of it. Although yes. we, we love you listeners as well. Oh my so goodness. Thank you so, so much. much for listening. Yes, that's not to say exactly. We yeah, we appreciate it very, very much and hearing from you guys a lot. We like it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Honestly, um and sometimes you guys ask us questions and mm -hmm. we love answering those or Yeah, if you have yeah. any questions that you want or any comments or anything that you, you'd like us to discuss more on the podcast, please just let us know and we'd be happy to do that. Of course. And you know, sometimes we put them in we don't necessarily get to it immediately, but we'll we'll plan future uh, podcasts mm -hmm. around your ideas. So very much enjoyed hearing from you. Uh, our quote for the episode comes from the American Tarot Association, uh, from the Page of Swords of, on the American Tarot yeah. Association. <laughs> it is an online website with lots of good resources. So here is our quote. Understand the problem that you face, and in the process of learning, you will often find an answer. Expand your mind, learn how to do new things, and have fun doing them. Stories, swords, and symbols, and all of the above.